0: are you ready to take your message your business and your life to the next level want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience training tens of thousands of people from all around the world hi cliff this is pulling from Auckland, new zealand john from calgary alberta amy porterfield michael hyatt dan here from Dunedin, new zealand ray edwards mark mason mike stelzner pat from smart passive income it's darren from melbourne australia Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come come to the the right place. place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome to episode number 527 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today, we're going to be talking about staying focused. Have you ever had... A hard time focusing on the right things, getting your most important tasks, your most important projects done in your online business? My guess is that the answer is probably yes, because, well, anybody that I know that has an online business, including myself, has experienced seasons where it is extremely difficult to remain focused on the right things. Now, every single time that I'm interacting with somebody who has their own online business or somebody that's looking to build their own online business, I ask them this one question. And that question is, what is the single greatest frustration that you face when it comes to building your online business? And one of the most common responses that I get is simply the word focus. Sometimes it's written as lack of focus. And more recently, one person specifically wrote this exact word-for-word phrase in response to the question, what is your single greatest frustration in growing your business? They wrote, I have so many income stream opportunities, but I can't seem to stay focused on one. Now, I got to tell you, I am so identifying, resonating with that statement because in my online business, I have many different income opportunities. In fact, if you've been following my journey over the last couple of months back in September of this year, 2017, if you happen to be listening to this year later, years later, but in September 2017, I decided to shut down my number one stream of income, like the most successful ongoing stream of income from eight years, which is podcasting A to Z, which was an an overwhelming majority of my income. And I completely shut it down. And then all of a sudden, I went to my whiteboard and the opportunities that exist for new streams of income were, I mean, it's a little bit crazy to say seemingly endless, but there are certainly all sorts of them. And here are the ones that I wrote down. I have the next level mastermind, the Next Level Workshop, which is live event here in the studio where I walk a small group of people step-by-step step through everything they need to know to build a successful online business. And, and by successful, I do mean profitable. Then there's the Free the Dream conference that I've been working on. One-on-one mentoring. I even have a Day with Cliff package that several people have taken me up on. This is where you could spend $7,500 and spend an entire day with me here in my studio. Podcast equipment sales, they're still currently on my website over at podcastanswerman.com. Then I even have the potential of still doing podcast launches for people, not through podcasting A to Z, but maybe a modified version of where I get into the process with you on a mentoring level and then I team up with my friend Jody who would handle all of the one-on-one helping you through the technical ins and outs of what cables you need and and getting you up and trained on how to use the equipment, how to record, how to publish your stuff, and even setting up your RSS feed for you. Anyway, that's an opportunity that's there for me. A self-study version of Podcasting A to Z is certainly on the table. And then, of course, there's all the affiliate income streams that are available to me. So here's the thing. I have all of these different opportunities for income streams. And so on top of that... I also have a complete brand overhaul, transitioning from podcastanswerman.com to cliffravenscraft.com. So I totally get it. I understand what this person means when when they say that my single greatest frustration right now in my business is that I have so many different streams of income as far as when it comes to opportunities for streams of income and having a hard time staying focused on one. In fact... That was the very topic of my own personal hot seat in my green room mastermind this week. I went to them and said, listen, guys, I've got all of these different things that I've been working on. I was tempted to just start promoting each of them equally, but I feel like I'm, I'd am i be more effective if I was only promoting one, marketing one particular stream of income at a time and I just want to have a conversation about that. So I had that conversation in my hot seat with my own mastermind group this week. Now, if you stick around to the very end of this episode, I'll share the details with you about exactly how I am approaching those multiple different streams of income, how I'm moving each of them forward, but all of that I will share with you at the end of the episode. But what I want to move right into right now is the heart of this particular episode, the content for this episode. And I want to share with you 21 tips for how you can stay focused on what's most important to you. We're just going to jump right into it and give you tip number one. And the first tip is simply this. You must first decide what it is that's most important to you. In fact, I encourage you to either get in front of a whiteboard, a blank sheet of paper, an empty Evernote note. It doesn't matter how you track this, but what I encourage you to do is to just start writing down a list of all of the things that you want to move forward on. And then what I do is, once I've written everything out, then I will come over to a document in, let's say, Workflowy, or I might use a list inside of To Todoist. There's so many different ways you could do this, but I like to be able to then take it from my whiteboard and put it over into a piece of software where I can just copy and paste, drag and drop, or do whatever so that I can actually prioritize. I can drag and drop and list each of those things that are important to me and rank them in order of importance. So tip number one is for you to first decide what it is that's most important for you by making a list and then prioritizing that list. Tip number two for staying focused on what's most important to you, and that is know your reason why. If something's on your list, there has to be a reason for it. And I think it's important for you to look at each thing, each item, each opportunity, each project, each task that is on your list. And I encourage you to evaluate it and make sure that you have a good enough reason for actually doing it. Are these things that you're working on, are they worthy of your time? Are they worth it to you? And if so, why? Tip number three is... Are there things on your list that you should be delegating to others? So I want you to evaluate the items that you wrote down on your list. And the first thing to ask yourself, is there anything on that list that is inside of what's called your zone of incompetence? This is like the things that are on your list that for you to be able to accomplish it, It might take you three, four, maybe six or even eight weeks to get this thing done simply due to the fact that you are, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but you're just incompetent to do it. You are not fully equipped. You do not have the skills necessary. You do not have the knowledge, the experience to do it. And if it is inside of your zone of incompetence, I highly encourage you to hire someone else to do that for you. Now, there is an exception to this rule. And that is unless the thing that you are incompetent in doing is something that you are eager to learn and make a part of, well, what you want to be able to be excellent at down the road or have this as a marketable skill for you to add later to your to your resources of, of things that you have to offer people. So tip number three is evaluate your list to see if there's anything you should be delegating to someone else. Tip number four Schedule your day in advance. In fact, I encourage you to either schedule your day the night before or even the day before. So if you can actually determine ahead of the t- ahead of time what you want your schedule to look like the very next day, then you are actually in control, hopefully, of how you live out your day rather than waking up the next morning jumping straight into the office and then looking at your big huge to-do list and saying oh I got to do something on this list there's so much and the next thing you know you get a phone call you check your email and there's like these three four or five different urgent things that other people need you to do for them immediately and before you know it you you've actually spent all day working on other people's problems and and their priorities and you really didn't get anything done yourself. And so you could help avoid that by tip number 4, scheduling your day in advance so that when you get to the office, you already have a template of how your day is going to go before anybody else determines what it is they would like you to do with your day. Tip number 5. When you are scheduling your day in advance, The very first thing that I like to do is ask myself, what is the one thing out of everything that I want to accomplish tomorrow? What is the one thing that is the single most important thing? So much so that if things get super crazy out of control for whatever reason, what is the one thing that if I do that one thing, it will have been worth it to get that one thing done? That I can sleep better at night knowing that I accomplished that one thing task, that one project, that one item off my list? That, what is that one thing that will be my primary focus for the day? Tip number six, become unreachable. <laughs> become unreachable. In fact, during this block of time when you're working on a particular task, I would encourage you to absolutely avoid your email like the plague. Avoid checking any and all social media services. Avoid instant messages including Slack. Turn it all off. Turn your phone, your computer on do not disturb. If you're if it doesn't require the internet, disconnect yourself from the outside world. The most important thing here, tip number 6 is simply to become on un- reachable. Now you may, if you're like me, you're married, you might want to contact your wife and let her know that, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm going into about a three hour block of time where I am going to literally turn my phone off. I will not be receiving any phone calls, instant messages or anything like that. Is that cool with you? and I usually wait until I, I get confirmation, and then I go radio silent for the prescribed amount of time. I become completely unreachable to the outside world, and that is tip number six. Tip number seven, turn off nearly all notifications on your smartphone. Now, tip number six was become unreachable. That means that your phone can never do anything, but just randomly throughout your day, Maybe you're not inside a block of time, maybe you're in between tasks, maybe you're at lunch, maybe you're at all this other stuff, maybe you're just just hanging out with the family for a little bit, whatever the case may be, if by default you have a smartphone and you have all these apps turned on so that anytime somebody sends you a private message via Facebook, Anytime somebody leaves you a comment on Instagram, anytime somebody sends you a Slack message, any anytime somebody sends you an email, you get a ding, you get all of these notifications all day, every day, and those things are a complete distraction. And you might think that yeah, that's just normal. I, I like to be, I like to stay informed. It's kind of, it kind of keeps me occupied throughout the day. Yeah, it keeps you occupied, and it could be exactly why you're not getting things done and you're not staying focused on what's most important to you. Because next thing you know, all of a sudden you are in the middle of a, a 15 minute break or a 20 minute break, and you're getting ready to go into your next time block, and then a, somebody leaves you a comment on some kind of social media channel, and you read it. And then you feel like, oh my gosh, okay, no, I have to respond to that. And then you spend the next 15, 20 minutes responding to that and then they respond and you respond back. Next thing you know, you're eating into the next block of time and and you're not getting that project done. Instead, you're focusing on something else that would not even be on your mind if you didn't receive the little push notification on your smartphone. That kind of stuff could be waiting for you at the end of the day. And so what I've done is like Facebook, you, you could send me Facebook messages, you can leave me comments, you can do anything you want on Facebook, but I will never, ever see any of those things unless I open the Facebook app And then all of a sudden look to see what the little notification button says or if it says that I have unread messages. I have gone so far to make sure that my iPhone, for every single app on my phone, notifications are turned off. There's no badges. There's no drop down. There's no pop up window. And... Now, when I say there's no badges, I'm talking about the little notification, the little red icon, so that if I open up my phone to, let's just say I want to enter my calories for what I eat for lunch today in MyFitnessPal, and I open that up, if I look at the mail icon, even if there's 35 emails that are unread inside of my mail app, the the reality is, is that I do not have that little red circle that says 35 waiting messages, on Facebook, there's no waiting messages. On Instagram, n- none of my icons, none of my icons have the red c- circle with how many un- how many unread waiting alerts are available for me. I've turned all of those off. The only exceptions is my personal, you know, my iMessage text messages, which the only people who text message me are people in my Green Room Mastermind or my wife or my kids those are really the only people who text message me on my phone and then the other exception is my actual phone app so if somebody does call me my phone does ring if they leave a voicemail there is the little icon on there so that i am alerted to that but beyond text messages and my phone app my phone never makes a sound There's absolutely zero notifications in any way, shape, or form, even if my phone is not on Do Not Disturb. That was tip number seven. Tip number eight, delete your shortcuts and bookmarks to all social media sites. Now, there are two different methods that I use when it comes to getting into the websites that I frequent often. One of those methods is using the bookmarks toolbar in the Chrome browser, and it's full of various different bookmarks. I also use a plugin for, and I think they call them add-ons, but it's a plugin for Chrome, and every time I open up a new tab inside of Chrome, it pops up this grid of icons that are shortcuts just like bookmark tool you know shortcuts but it's a grid of icons that link me to let's just say my Google Docs I'm looking at my email inbox my help scout support ticket system my convert kit subscribers my basecamp project management my high rise customer service relationship or customer relationship management software my business spreadsheet my zoom uh, .us account so that I can log in and get into my meetings easy at my Kajabi account, so I can go in and manage my online courses, my Google Calendar, PayPal, Stripe, FreshBooks, Quick QuickBooks, Workflowy. Um, all of these things are just really small little icons that, on any browser that I use, every computer that I have that I own, are all logged in with Chrome to this Speed Dial Two application. Now in my speed dial 2 application. Every time I would open up a new tab, I used to have in the first row of icons the, on my grid of icons, the first row used to have Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Google+. And the reason why is because every time I would publish a new episode, I would want to make sure that to go in and share that, inf- that that brand new a link to that brand new episode from my podcast in each of those platforms and so to make it as simple as possible i would click on the button and it would take me straight to that social media platform i could then paste in the link and type in the little you know copy that's going to get people to click through to listen to the podcast and boom i'm done and it was nice to have those shortcuts but what happened was i realized is that it's great to have those shortcuts when i'm publishing an episode but i realized That throughout my day, doing a ton of other things, and usually when I'm doing something that I know is extremely important, I have a huge reason why I'm doing it. I know that if I accomplish this task, what it's going to help me achieve, and that's extremely important to me, but it's it's not something I'm terribly excited about doing, but I know it needs to get done. And what I found is that if, I, if I'm not absolutely super passionate about doing that thing, what happens if I need to go and open up a new tab to go do something else related to this task that I have on my list, then all of a sudden I see Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram and I'm thinking, oh, this morning I posted that thing and I wonder what people are saying about it. I wonder what kind of comments are coming in. And, oh, you know what I'll do is I'll just click Facebook link there just real quick to see what's going on. And the next thing you know, I'm reading all these comments and I'm hitting the love icon on it instead of the like because it warrants a love icon. And I'm replying to some people, thanking them. And then I look and I see somebody shared this and, oh, I've got a Facebook friend request. And then, oh, by the way, somebody sent you a messenger message message little private PM. Oh, it's a special request related to something else that's really important to me. It's it's a priority of mine. I should probably just go ahead and check that real quick. And that's going to cause me to want to go over and check my email because I think that person, uh, you know, there is something else in my email inbox I remember seeing earlier. So I think I'm going to go and just open up my email inbox and grab that and send this back via PM. And yeah, I'll get back to that project that I was working on. But then I get in my email inbox and it says, very urgent subject line. And I read that message and it's like, oh man, I need to definitely jump right on this. This is somebody who bought a tutorial and they can't get in because they say they forgot their password or whatever the case may be. I should probably go look that up. And next thing you know, just because the the flipping Facebook link was there. 35, 45 minutes later, or even sometimes an hour later, I'm like, what was I doing? Has this ever happened to you? Well, if you happen to have little social media bookmarks everywhere you have on your browser, I promise you your life will be better if you delete every single bookmark, either in your bookmark shortcut menu, or if you're using a speed dial, little grid every time you open up a new window and you're... And your Chrome browser. The by the way, I love these tools and I use these tools. But if I need to go to Facebook, it's not too hard to go and open a new tab and type in F A C. And then as soon as you just type in F A C, guess what happens? It pre-fills the rest of it for you. So it's 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 not like you need the one-click button of the mouse. All you just do, if if you need to get the Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Google Plus, it's not hard to get there. Trust me. But what I have noticed is ever since I deleted these icons, or deleted these bookmarks, these shortcuts, as soon as I deleted them, I noticed that I instantly reduced the amount of time spent on those sites when I should have been focusing on other things. So tip number eight, delete your shortcuts, bookmarks, all of that stuff to any of your social media sites. Tip number nine for staying focused on what's most important to you is to clean up your work environment. Now, I like things very neat, very organized. I'm a little bit of, uh, what do you call it? I had, I'm a little obsessive compulsive about where things are and you know stuff like that. However, with that being said, as much as I love a very clean, very neat environment, Many times I will go away on a business trip, a vacation, or and I'll pack up a bunch of things that are normally here on my desk, and I will put them in my backpack, I'll take all that stuff with me, and then it never fails, I come back from a trip and I've got more things than I left with, and I, you know, I just start unpacking things, I leave my backpack out on a t- one of my tables in my workspace over in the Next Level Studio over there in the workshop area, and my, some of the books get brought over here, I order some stuff from Amazon, and I set some of those things on my table, and, you know, somebody will drop in and say, hey, this came in for you, and they'll set that on my desk, and I open that, and I leave things, and before I know it, my desk starts to, it's like, you, you get to the place where, where is my desk? I know it's under here somewhere, I don't know if you guys ever have this, but, one thing I've learned for me personally is that when my workspace gets cluttered, even if my desk is completely clean, but there's just stacks of stuff all over the floor between me and the and the door to my office, if there's just a bunch of just empty boxes and packing materials just sitting on the floor in random places, if, if there's just any place, any space in my big, huge open studio area that just looks or feels messy, I'm not as easily, I, I don't concentrate as easily as if it was a clean space. And so there are times when I realize it's like, okay, you know what, I re- I realize I have not been focused lately. I know that I have not been as, I, I've been distracted. I've been distracted. And I wonder if I could just take some time off, block out the next couple hours And I'm just gonna clean this entire office up. I'm gonna take everything out, bring back only what's necessary, and deal with all the stuff that I've taken out. I'm gonna vacuum, I'm gonna dust, I'm gonna clean this stuff up, then I'm gonna go to lunch, and when I come back, I'll get back to work. And it is amazing how many times I've done that, and then when I get back, it's just like, (gasps) I breathe easier, and I'm more focused, I have more clarity, And I'm like, okay, let's tackle this thing. And and I get right to work and I feel great. And so sometimes I believe tip number nine is in order. You you may, instead of actually doing the thing that needs to get done, you might want to just take tip number nine, go and clean your work environment, deal with that, and then come back and see if that doesn't help you out. It has for me on multiple occasions. Tip number 10 Try packing everything you need to do the task at hand and go out and find a different environment to work in. If you have been struggling to stay focused on what it is that you need to get done and you just can't seem to get it done, pick up the things that are required for you to be able to accomplish that task, goal, or project, or whatever, and go somewhere else and see if you can get it done there. Maybe that's a coffee shop for you. You could even go to a local hotel, rent a room for a day, and plug in your laptop and just s- sit down at the desk that they have in the hotel room and just work in utter quiet where nobody knows where you're at so that you could just be by yourself and get it done in a different environment. I know my friend Chrissy Meyer just did a I think a whole week long writers retreat um just either south or north of Inverness in the Highlands of Scotland. She went to a writing retreat for one week in the Highlands of Scotland. So I just thought that was incredibly awesome. So Chrissy, a little shout out to you there. Anyway, tip number 11, stop listening to your favorite music while you work. Study shows that listening to music that is familiar to you whether it has lots of words or not, even if it's music that is just instrumental, but if it's music that you're familiar with and it's just normal music that has not been scientifically uh, manipulated to to keep you from being uh, distracted, this music will, in fact, distract you. There will be a part of your brain that is actually focused on that music. Now, I have been using a service for several years now. It's been at least four or five years. And it's called Focus at Will. Now, their brand is Focus, the at sign, and then W I L L, but it's Focus A-T W I L L on the website. Now, I do happen to have an affiliate link, so you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash focus at will. And if you end up deciding to go with them, you could use that link and I'll get a commission. If you don't, you can just go to focus at will.com. Either way will work. But this is a service that I use. It says from their website, it says it helps you focus. Reduce distractions, maintain your productivity, and retain information when working, studying, reading, and writing. It is scientifically tested technology that has been shown to alter brain activity toward a state that is more conducive to productivity. Now, this is not an entire podcast episode about Focus at Will, but all I want to do is I want to encourage you to go and check out. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash will. If you want, it. now the thing is, it's not cheap. It's $9.95 a month or $99 a year or $300 for lifetime access. But you can sign up for a two-week uh, free trial at podcastanswerman.com slash will. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Try it out for two weeks. Seriously, go sign up. Try it out for two weeks. Set yourself a to-do item to cancel it a week and a half later so that you don't get charged if if they do ask you for your credit card at the for the trial I don't know if they do or not but if they do set yourself a reminder to cancel it but here's what I want to encourage you to do over the next couple days I want you to create a block of time for you to work on some projects something that you have to get done and in the background I want you to pick a focus at will channel to listen to. Now, I'm going to tell you real quickly, my favorite focus at will channel is ambient and I use medium intensity. And I also occasionally will use baroque piano medium intensity and I also have done cinematic medium intensity. But this this music is formulated in such a way that you know, it, there's science behind it. There's actually a, a link on their page that talks about how it works. It's actually been toned down quite a bit. In the early days, it talked about the real science behind what they do. All I can say is this: it's like I enter in a, into a time warp. You know, it, it, we talk about time flowing. This can in actually put you into what is called a flow state, and I get crazy. Mad amounts of stuff done. In fact, preparing for today's episode, I actually put four hours worth of show prep into today's episode and I was listening to Focus at Will the entire time. I looked up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock. I should probably go eat some lunch before I record this podcast episode. So it's incredibly awesome. That is tip number 11 is to stop listening to your favorite music while you work and instead check out Focus at Will. Tip number 12, avoid a simple to-do list, all right? It's very common for people, and I used to do this all the time, each day I would just make a list of all the things I want to do. Instead, what I recommend doing is actually giving each item on your list for today a block of time of when you will do it you know, one thing I found is that I used to have this, like, okay, here are the list of things that would be nice to get done today, and I would still prioritize them, but when I prioritize them, it's like, here's my most important thing at the top, that's always been something that I've done, but I put my most important thing on the top, the second most important thing, third most important thing, but the thing is, is I would still have seven or 15 things on my list, and most days, I would leave without getting even half of that done, not even with the intention wasn't even to get all of those things done. It's just like, hey, if I have extra time, I'll do this. One other thing I will tell you is that if you do not give it a time, if it's low enough on your priority priority list, it won't get done. You will get distracted by other things. So instead of saying, "Hey, I'm going," you know, here are the eight things I want to do today, I will put down like from 10 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. I'm going to do this. And then from 11, or 11.30 a.m. until 12.30 p.m., I'm going to do this. From 12.30 to one i I'm going to go to lunch. From 1.30 to – and, and I, I will give each of the tasks on my list a block of time when I'm actually inside of that block of time – That task is the only thing I focus on. I do not open my inbox. I do do not go check anything else. When I'm inside a block of time that has been labeled with a task that I'm supposed to be working on, the only thing I can do during that block of time is to work on the completion of that task. And if I get finished with that task early... I can celebrate and go do something and distract myself. But while I'm working inside of those blocks of time, those things are actually being worked on. Real quickly, I do want to let you know, I do use a to-do list, and I do have an ongoing list of things that are tasks just in a long list of things to do. However, when it comes to planning my day, I do not just leave them in a list. I, I actually look at my list of things to do, the actual list, and then I say, okay, tomorrow here is my day, I'm working from this hour to this hour, let's choose some blocks of time and move things off of this list into a block of time so that those things get accomplished. Tip number 13 is to keep prioritizing over and over again. So I told you that I do use a to-do list, but it's for my ongoing projects that's where I pull the things that I'm going to be working on when I'm planning my day, I'm pulling from this list, but I'm always looking at the list of things that I've done, it's always in digital form for me, and I say, okay, um, it's it's a couple days later, uh, is, it, is These are. Is this still the number one priority, is this still not the number two, is there something that was further down the list that actually needs to be moved up higher on the priority list? And then that helps me. I, I re-prioritize that list so that when I'm actually making my plans for the next next day, then I, I'm pulling from the right list of priorities. So tip number thirteen is keep prior, reprioritizing your list over and over again. Tip number fourteen: if you have a major task that seems overwhelming to you, oftentimes what you need to do is break it into smaller chunks or smaller tasks. Say. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to get this project done. So you might actually be looking at something that you want to accomplish today. It may even be your most important thing that needs some more attention, all right? But you look at the rest of your day and commitments and stuff like that, and you only have two and a half hours that you could, a two and a half hour time block where things could be done, where that project could be worked on. But that project overall, that task overall, it's like you need six hours for that thing, but you're not going to have six hours for that thing until Saturday when when the week is over. And you don't want to work on the weekend, do you? Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But it, it's it's six hours and it's Monday, but each day there's only about two-hour blocks of time where you could work on it. So what you do is you actually take that task, that big project, and say, What are some small, how can I chunk this into some smaller tasks so that I can at least move certain bits and pieces of this forward? And so you might be able to work on it for two hours on Monday, two hours on Tuesday, and two hours on Thursday. You wouldn't work it on Wednesday because that's when you have your mastermind meeting calls and that's when you're doing regular content production. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, by Thursday, if you did this successfully, you've spent your six hours on the project, the project is complete, and guess what? You have Saturday free. All right? So tip number 14 is break down bigger tasks into smaller chunks and time block those. Tip number 15, when working throughout your day, work in blocks of time. So whether that's 25, actually, I usually do. 30 minute blocks of time, 60 minute blocks of time, 90 minute blocks of time, and if I'm really in flow state, I might even work longer. And then what I will do is I will usually schedule myself 5, 10 or 15 minutes in between, go to the restroom, you know, go grab a, you know, healthy snack or something like that. But but the idea is to work in blocks of time. And then tip number 16 is to actually schedule distractions. I don't think distractions in checking Facebook and using social media and, and seeing some comments from some friends and responding to them. I don't think those are bad things. In fact, I think they're great things. I think they could even add value to your business and to your brand. But the important thing is that they are scheduled 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there that say, okay, these are the times where I just have open windows to go do something, You know, something that that, that just gives me the endorphins of checking in with all of my friends online. You know, we're not just slaves to this work. You know, th- this business is here to serve us and to serve others. We're not here to serve the business. And so schedule yourself some distractions. In fact, when I finished the four hours of show prep, I scheduled an hour before I came down to hit the record button on this episode. And during that hour, I sat back with some lunch and, and on the couch I watched an episode of Star Trek Voyager. So I just scheduled an hour distraction in the middle of my day. Maybe you need to schedule a nap. Sometimes a nap, by the way. I guess that's tip tip number 16.5. Schedule yourself a nap in the middle of the day. But anyway, schedule your distractions. Tip number 17, set a deadline. Even if the task or project that you're working on doesn't have to be done by a certain period of time, Give yourself an arbitrary deadline and and work towards that and and set it as a game, if you will. It's like, listen, I you know, I'm going to see if I can actually. I wonder if I can get this thing done by this date by this time. You know, I'm working on the Free the Dream conference, and there are so many things that that need to be done, uh, both on my part and and working with so many other people. And that project, that that event isn't until September 7th, 8th, or 9th. And you might think, well, dude, that's, I got plenty of time for that. But there are so many things I want to do. I want to, I'm setting deadlines for various different tasks, such as getting speakers booked to speak. In fact, I have speaker agreements on file with all but three speakers so far. And I should have by the end of next week, By so basically by the end of the second week in December, I will have speaker contracts on file, or speaker agreements on file for every single speaker for this Free the Dream conference. So yeah, set yourself deadlines, even though technically speaking, I could have let that slide all the way until March or April, even May of next year. But here I am, December, and I'm already getting those things done because I set a deadline. Tip number 18. Join a mastermind group now. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode number five hundred twenty-six. That's over at podcastanswerman.com dot com slash five two six. In episode five twenty-six, I talked about all the reasons why you should be in a mastermind group, and one of the ways that a mastermind group can help you is it. Can, these folks can help you say, hey you said that this was important to you and that you were working towards this goal. But today you're saying that you're, you want to know how to do this and how to do that. And you're thinking about doing this new project and you're thinking about that income stream. But, where are you on those other things that you said you were going to do? And, and so there's some accountability built into the mastermind group. So uh, having a mastermind group to bounce ideas off of, and in fact, it is exactly what happened for me. I, I went to my mastermind group and said, guys, you know, I, I feel like, I need to get this sales page completed for the Free the Dream conference so that I can start mark, you know, making it available to the people who said that they want to be able to buy tickets and I was I figured this thing could go public and I'm also working on uh, marketing the next session of the next level workshop and you know that's coming up January 26th and 27th and and so that's coming up not too far away and then I also am building out the next level mastermind and I'm adding new members, but I'd like to make sure that, you know, I don't, I don't want to dilly dally. I want to fill these groups up as quickly as possible so that people can start forming these amazing relationships with one another. And it was really cool what my mastermind group came out with as far as some advice and some of it I had already thought of, but man, they, they really pushed me in one area that, and stretched me to put off the creation of the sales page for the Free the Dream conference. They said, Cliff, why are you worrying about that now? And one of the things that they confirmed for me was making the Next Level Mastermind a priority in marketing uh, well above uh, the Free the Dream conference because that's so far away. And I was even convinced so much to focus on the next right thing that I actually removed the January 26th and 27th session of, of the Next Level Workshop. So now the next session of the Next Level Workshop is going to be in April. So, and and what that does is it frees my focus on marketing efforts on the one thing that's the most important. And then by, by the time it's time to start marketing the April session of the Next Level Workshop, the Next Level Mastermind will be full and we'll have a waiting list of people and then the it'll be you know I'll market the next level workshop which is even going to be easier because it's going to have a lot of face to face interactions with people at social media marketing world and some other conferences so I know that I'll I'll fill that up and by the time that's filled up then it will be time to market the free the dream conference and it'll be pl- it'll be just the right time frame for people to start making those kinds of decisions so being in a mastermind group can can take you from, oh my gosh, there's all of these different things that I'm working on and I feel like I need to get these things done so that I can start marketing all of them in various different ways. And my original idea that I shared with my mastermind group is that I've determined, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to reserve the podcast, the Cliff Ravenscraft show, to promote the Next Level Mastermind. And I'm gonna use Facebook and email to to market the next level workshops and then I'm, and they said cliff no what why are you doing all these things and and i mean i just had so much clarity and so much weight lifted off my shoulder by being able to share with them what i was doing and gaining clarity on what is the next most important thing to focus on Removing some distractions, even some things that I thought would be great to be working on, but seeing how, after having a conversation with my mastermind group, that by making the decisions that I made after that call, I see that, wow, I'm going to achieve my ultimate goal of this income and being able to help these people best by removing a session of a January session of the next level workshop and not worrying about the the sales page, moving that any further until further down the road, and wow. So tip number 18, join a mastermind group. Tip number 19, get a good workout in beforehand. So before you get started with your day, before you start working on your projects, you know, you've hopefully you've already designed what you want your day, you created the first draft and schedule and time blocked out your day the night before or the day before. So when you wake up in the morning, you are free to hit the gym and 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 spend some time getting your heart beating at a minimum of 65% of your uh, maximum heart rate uh, assuming that you've you know been cleared by the doctor to do so but you know getting out there and getting those endorphins running it just does something it changes your whole mental focus and attitude for the day I know that when I get into the gym, I, I I I'm addicted to the gym. So, but I it's it didn't come naturally to me. I became addicted to the gym by making a commitment back in November 2014 to working out six days a week every week for the rest of my life. And I will tell you, I I don't want to actually start work ever having not spent at least 45 minutes at the gym sweating getting my heart rate up doing lifting some heavy weights a couple of days a week it, it's just the most incredible thing so tip number 19 is to get a good workout in before you start your work day tip number 20 is to eat foods that provide a steady stream of energy throughout your day a, a steady energy level throughout your day This means, you know, I I don't know if your home or your work environment has donuts, pastries, sugary snacks. If the meals that you're eating are carbohydrate heavy, deep fried foods with grease sitting on your stomach. All of those things are going to give you instant boosts of energy as a result of the glucose levels in your body. But within 30 to 45 minutes and certainly within an hour to 90 minutes, it's actually going to reduce your energy levels and you will feel lethargic and just weighed down and you'll be tired and all of those things. And trust me, I know because I, I have seasons when I go back to those kind of crazy things in my, in my lifestyle and thankfully right now I'm at a place where I haven't had sugar... Uh, with the exception of my daughter's birthday recently, and actually no, I went on a date with Stephanie, and I did have carrot cake at uh, Redmond's Grill, which used to be called J Alexander's. But anyway, so on very rare occasions do I have sugar. But outside of that, I, I I live my life without sugar, and I try to eat my carbs with you know balanced with healthy fats and protein, and so eating healthy foods and snacks that help you maintain steady energy levels from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, that will help you stay focused. And then tip number 21, the final tip that I will give you is ask your future self for some encouragement. Seriously, schedule some time with your future self. (laughs) And what does this look like? It sounds a little weird, right? So here's what I'm talking about. Imagine this. You are where you are today. You are who you are today as a result of every decision you've ever made. All the things you've eaten in the past, all the things that you have done physically in the past uh, or you didn't do physically in the past, you are today the results of all the decisions you've made in the past, all the things you've done or didn't do all came together, all worked together to make you who you are and what you're experiencing today. Now, think to yourself, are there some decisions that you've made over the past two or three years that has gotten you where you are today, that if you had the opportunity today and go back to yourself two years ago and say, hey, Cliff, two two years earlier, Cliff, um, let me just give you a little bit of insight here. Do yourself a favor and do this, this, and this and stay focused on it and work through the hardcore, you know, willpower. Stretch it out. Make it happen. I promise you eventually this will happen. And if you do this, you'll be able to avoid all of this or you will be able to be this much further ahead. There are things you know today. That if you would have focused on it and stayed focused on it, you would have experienced success a great deal faster and experienced less heartache, less pain, right? There are all kinds of things that you know today that that looking back, you would go back two years ago and say, do this differently. Now, here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to take some time, schedule a block of 30 minutes out of your schedule, and And I want you to think about all of those things that are on your priority list, all those tasks, all those things that you're doing. And when you're asking yourself, why am I doing them? I want you to imagine yourself having a conversation with who you will be in two years as a result of either doing those things or not doing those things. I want you to think about, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize if I work on these projects, if I complete these projects, if I do these things to help meet my goals and to move me towards where I'm trying to head in life, if I do these things, what do I visualize? What, who will I be in two years? What will I be experiencing in two years from now? All right, and, and, and imagine working out couple days a week. Imagine eating healthier. Imagining, you know, trying to, to just change your life for the things that you know you ought to be doing. And imagine if you did them for two years consistently, who would you be two years from now? Consult with yourself in the future and then I want you to, to say okay let's just say I continue to, continue to allow myself to be focused procrastinate and give up and say this won't work and you know I'm just I'm just going to rough it and just whatever comes you know I'm just going to be content with life and and I'm just going to I I I'm just going to continue to live exactly the way I've been living and then I want you to think about and consult yourself 2 years later 2 years from now who will you be if you do it if you go that route All right, so tip number 21 is to consult your future self for encouragement. All right, real quickly here, I just want to say this. I do have a lot of income stream opportunities when it comes to the Next Level Workshop. My original plan was that the Next Level Workshop, I was going to do about four or six, anywhere between four to six of those in 2018, I've made a decision that, well, because we're doing free the dream conference and I've got the next level mastermind. I'm only going to do about two to three of those next year. And I removed the January 26th and 27th session of the next level workshop and the next next level workshop is since dead in April. You can learn more about when that is over at next level workshop L I V E. That's next level workshop dot live, next level workshop dot live. So, next level workshop. I don't have to worry about marketing that right now between now and the end of this year certainly. The no- most important thing for me to focus on is the next level mastermind, which by the way just added our 7th member today and right after the 7th member I did the interview with our 7th men- member. I got an uh, another application, our 8th application in and and it's i read through the application it's somebody that i worked with many years ago on the launch of her podcast she i've read through all the responses i'm absolutely certain that she's going to be a perfect fit for the next level mastermind so technically speaking i haven't done the interview yet i haven't extended the invitation yet but i'm certain that within the next few days we will have our eighth member and i'm looking to get to 21 member or i'm sorry 24 members between two groups. I'm doing two groups of the Next Level Mastermind. You can learn more about this. By the way, I bought a new domain today, nextlevelmastermind.info. So if you want information on the Next Level Mastermind and how you can apply, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info. If you have been working on your online business here in 2017, and you're not getting the results that you've been wanting to get, if you've had problems focusing on the right thing, if you have problems determining exactly who your target audience is, what products to create, in what order to do things, I highly encourage you to consider making 2018 your breakout year and joining the Next Level Mastermind. So head over to nextlevelmastermind.com info. Anyway, Free the Dream Conference, I'm still working on it. I still block out chunks of time and blocks of time in my schedule every single week to work on that conference. But when it comes to marketing that conference, that's going to be put off until a little bit later in 2018 when we get closer to the conference. But I'm still doing some things on planning. Uh, I will be probably spending a minimum of about 4 to 8 hours every week for the next 6 to 8 weeks on this conference even though it's so far out because I want this conference to be amazing. So yeah, there's that. And then of course I have other I have other streams of income, one-on-one mentoring, a day with Cliff package, I'm determining whether or not I want to create a self-study version of podcasting A to Z. Affiliate income opportunities exist and abound everywhere. But what I've determined is the most important thing for me right now and where I'm seeing the greatest amount of success is in three areas. Free the Dream Conference, Next Level Workshop, and Next Level Mastermind. Those are the top three priorities. And in order, Next Level Mastermind, until it's filled which I expect to happen hopefully by the end of this month in December 2017, if not by the rate that I've been adding people, eight people in the first four weeks, I fully anticipate it being sold out by the end of this year, but certainly by the end of January. And then when that is full, then I can shift all of my marketing and focus on filling out the, the next session, the April session of the Next Level Workshop. And then, of course, once we have that sold out, uh, which I anticipate it will be, especially since there's going to be fewer of them next year, then I will shift all time uh, when it comes to marketing on Free the Dream Conference. And yes, I will be working. I, I have been working on the website transition, blocking out time. In fact, next week, Mark Mason and I are be working on transitioning things from podcastanswerman.com over to cliffravenscraft.com. Got some exciting things happening there. In fact, I have already spent some time previously creating some new sales pages for nextlevelmastermind.info, nextlevelworkshop.live. And also, if you go over to my website at podcastanswerman.com or cliffravenscraft.com, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, both of them will work at any time, actually, even right now. And in the nav menu, click work with me, and you'll see how already the top two most important things are already listed there. And within the next week or two, you should see the opportunity to get with me one on one for some one on one mentoring and eventually some other stuff will show there. But I'm able to focus very clearly on exactly the right things in my business. And more importantly, I know in what order to focus on them. Hopefully, my friends, these 21 tips for how to stay focused on what's most important to you has been extremely valuable. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else. And until next time, my friends, I encourage each and every single one of you to take every area of your life to the next level.